Get Into Flow, the podcast all about shifting your mindset, identifying new perspectives, and taking action to inspire the kind of change in your life that will allow you to live unapologetically true to you. A life that you can look back on with pride and no regrets. I'm Sabrina, a mindset coach, and I'm committed to helping you build courage and confidence to take the next step on your journey of self-development and healing. Today's topic is one that I feel like we've only recently started to accept that it's common for us to experience this. The more I speak to people, the more we can relate that we've all had this type of event or situation happen to us or really state of being. And what I'm talking about today is burnout. Burnout is basically a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, when you're emotionally drained, and when you're unable to meet constant demands. If you feel like there's just so much that's on your plate and you're never able to catch up, you're always running, you're always chasing, and you are drained and exhausted. Because your brain and your body can only handle so much. And when we put ourselves in this situation of feeling overworked and overwhelmed for so long, or if you're consistently experiencing high levels of stress without being able to manage the stress effectively, well, exhaustion eventually takes over. And not only physical exhaustion, but emotional and mental So there's a difference between your body feeling physically tired, which I feel like we've all experienced, but you know those days where if let's say you had to do a workout or you had to go for a run, you would have the energy physically, but you're emotionally and mentally drained. Like you can't even think of solving a problem or being creative or using your intelligence to work because you're just so drained. That is burnout. It may also come with feelings of I'm not enough, I'm not doing enough, I lack motivation because even if I do everything I can, nothing seems to matter. Um, And you know what? These feelings can creep up on you. But when they occur, that's when you need to take notice. These are signs. And I'll go into a little more detail about how to identify and see if this is something that you're suffering from. But More importantly, your body is trying to talk to you. When you experience these signs, it's something to take notice of because it's an indication that you may have reached burnout. And I'm happy to be talking about it so openly today because if I think back to just a few years ago, I would never have been so candid about a topic like burnout. And I would never have shared my personal story about how I was burnt out because With the idea of burnout came this stigma that the person experiencing burnout was weak, was not strong, was not qualified or prepared or was not the right fit to be working where they are. There was judgment that came with it. There was so much bad connotation, so many bad connotations and ideas around someone who experienced burnout. I remember when I was working in the very beginning of my career in the industry, for sure I experienced burnout more than once. But the only time that I was open and willing to identify it was the time that it happened so dramatically and drastically that it forced me to change my career. 
But early in my career, for sure, I experienced burnout, but I never wanted to admit it. And I'm sure you can relate or there are a lot of people can relate to this because in my mind, someone who experiences burnout and goes on sick leave from work, well, their employer is going to view them as not adequate. And maybe the work dynamic and relationship will change. Maybe you're not going to be trusted as much. You're not going to be given the bigger tasks or you're not going to be given the responsibility. Again, it just kind of builds up to this idea of you're weak and you're not capable. And even, you know, workers, and I've heard, I've heard, you know, old school, I'll call them that, old school corporate CEOs who are like, oh, well, if if she went on a burnout, I'm not sure about hiring her back. Or yeah, like I have to hire her back legally, but maybe I'm going to downgrade her or I'm going to demote her because she can't handle all that stress. Versus now, I feel like everyone's better equipped to number one, talk about it, to be vulnerable and open, but to also seek out the tools and the help that is necessary to get through a burnout and to come back full force and to hopefully not have it happen again. Because again, these tools are available for us to work through and to hopefully uh, help us in the long run. So this is a very important episode for me because it is very close to my heart and I want to help as many people as I can. These are things that I wish I would have known, signs. I'm going to talk through some signs to identify burnout, what what you can do to help yourself. And obviously everybody's different. So um, this is not meant to be a diagnosis. So please don't take my my words as medical advice at all. I am not qualified to give medical advice. I am here to offer you general information that you can then take to seek out professional help if that is needed for you. So today's episode is really just information, opening our eyes and just exposing us to the realities and the truth of burnout so that you can see if it's something that you need to look into a little further for yourself You might not need to seek out a medical professional, maybe uh, with the tools and the tricks that I'll give you towards the end of the episode, you'll be able to manage your stress and manage your time on your own. But of course, if you feel like you need help, please do seek out a medical professional. There are doctors, there are therapists, there are psychologists who are equipped to help you through burnout. I am here to help guide you maybe with your habits, help you balance your work-life relationship. These are all things that can contribute to helping you decrease or prevent burnout. But of course, um, again, if it's at a point where you need that professional help, please do and seek that medical advice. So let's dive in. What is happening in your body, in your brain, in your emotional state when you experience burnout. So the biggest thing is that you are exhausted, drained. You maybe lose motivation because you feel like you don't have a place or that nothing that you do matters anymore. So maybe it's going to start with the feeling of stress and overwhelm because you're working too hard without taking a break, example. But eventually, the consistent and the prolonged stress on your body will take an effect mentally and emotionally, and it will lead to feelings of, I don't care, I don't even want to be here anymore, I'm not happy with my life, 
I'm depressed, I'm lonely, different emotions that your body starts to experience to respond and deal with this burnout. And you know what? Burnout is something that happens gradually. So you might not notice the symptoms immediately, like if I give myself as an example, I played off being stressed and overworked in terms of just having a lot on my plate for maybe a year, maybe two, before I realized that, hey, I need to start taking notice because it might actually be something more than just, I have a lot of work. So the goal of today's episode is to help you distinguish, is it just, I have a lot on my plate, or I'm at a point where I need to change something, something needs to be done, point of no return, because I'm starting down a slippery slope towards burnout. Or maybe I'm already there and I just need someone to tell me and to justify and to validate that what I'm feeling is in fact burnout. So some physical signs of burnout, exhaustion, insomnia, headaches, stomach aches, muscle tension and aches, and increased susceptibility to colds and flu. Why? Because your immune system has been compromised. As we know, increased levels of stress, especially chronic stress, which means nonstop reoccurring stress, that decreases your immune system because your immune system has put its energy into the stress levels and now you're susceptible to getting sick and getting colds and getting flus and whatnot. So all of these things. Now, if you notice, these are all common symptoms that could be a result of anything else. So I really want us to maybe focus on the psychological signs to maybe see if that's where the burnout is landing. Because the physical signs, like I don't want you to be like, oh my God, I have headaches, stomach aches, I've been getting sick in the flu, oh my God, I have a burnout. Not necessarily. We have to kind of take the big picture into account. These are little signs of physically what your body is telling you. Usually your body begins to communicate with you physically, gives you little aches and pains, gives you little stomach aches little headaches or big headaches and these are signs initial signs that something needs to change that something is wrong that something is not quite right so it's your body communicating to you to 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 take attention to to pay attention i should say and to make some changes that's how it started with me insomnia headaches tired And I'm someone who's extremely active, so I'd have energy to go to yoga classes, uh, to go to bar classes, to work out, to dance, but I would still be exhausted. At work, I would still be very tired, very drained, and that was my body communicating to me that there's something off. But I didn't want to listen, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. We brush it off. Oh, it's a busy time of year and it's okay. I'm just going to power through. I don't want to be judged or yeah, it's nothing. You know, so many different excuses that we tell ourselves. But again, if we just take into account that your body is constantly communicating to you, the physical signs will most likely appear first. Now, if we don't listen, they will manifest. They will become psychological signs. So it's your body that's now yelling a bit louder to try to get your attention. Here are some common signs that you've reached burnout. These are 10. And again, it doesn't mean that you have all 10. It doesn't mean that you have even just half of them. Sometimes just one. 
And if it's one that's really out of your character and out of your nature, and it contributes to your overall feeling of overwhelm, it could still be something to pay attention to. So for example, loss of motivation and purpose. That's something that I felt big time. Not only was I physically tired, drained, and, you know, over-exhausted, I lost my purpose. I lost my motivation. I didn't want to go into work anymore. I was feeling like, oh, what's the point? That's what that looks like in terms of feeling of loss of motivation and purpose. Similarly, number two, emotional numbness. So again, going with that loss of purpose, you have a loss of pride as well. You don't care anymore. I remember I used to love presentations, client presentations. That's like, that's what I live for. I think that's the dancer, performer side of me that put me in a room, put me in any kind of venue, even put me in a theater, anywhere. I will get up there and do a kick-ass presentation. If you need me to dance, I'll do it too. (laughs) But I remember getting to a point at work where I didn't care. I didn't care about the work. I didn't care about the presentation. I didn't care about the clients. And that's horrible because I was someone who loved to care. I was someone who in the beginning almost cared too much about clients, about everyone's well-being. And when I got to a point where I didn't care, that was a major red flag for me. So again, putting it into context, something that is drastically different than your normal behavior. If that's what you start to experience, that's where you need to maybe pay closer attention. If you're someone who tends to be emotionally numb in life, then this is not this sign will not affect you as much. But if you're someone who, like me, really took pride in her work and took pride in everything that I did, and then all of a sudden I stopped caring that was a major red flag. I think that was bigger than the loss of motivation and the not wanting to wake up. Because, you know, the not wanting to wake up and go to work and trying to find excuses of why I don't want to go to work or how can I call in sick, that was that for me was, was less dramatic than the not caring. Because when, once I reached the not caring, I was like, wow, this is, this is huge. How can I, number one, start to care again And number two, maybe this is an indication that I need to find something new. So again, dramatic behavior change. That's what we're looking for. Number three, detachment, either from your job, from the task, from responsibility. They're all kind of, they all kind of go together, but detachment in the sense of, again, you're like, ah, in French, I don't really care. I don't feel like it. Right. So you have no personal attachment anymore. Again, it goes with the pride, like. I was so proud of the work that I was doing and I was so inspired and motivated to go to work all the time and all of a sudden I detached myself. I was no longer identifying myself as part of the job anymore. Number four, reduce performance or productivity. Well, that's kind of a result of all of the above, right? So if you lose your motivation and your purpose, if you have emotional numbness and loss of pride, if you're detached from the job or the task, of course you're going to have a reduction in performance or productivity. And that's what happened with me too. Obviously clients started to notice like, oh, like what's going on? My bosses started to notice like, what's going on, Sabrina? Like she's not as number one, enthusiastic, huge behavior change. And number two, She's not really performing to the best of her capabilities of what we know of her. So that's a big one. Number five, difficulty concentrating, of course. 
Number six, lack of creativity. Number seven, frustration, anxiety. Number eight, quick to get angry or irritated. Number nine, you've become increasingly cynical, have a negative outlook, you're in a bad mood. Oh yeah, that was a big one for me. I was the person, and I think I said this in my first podcast episode where I talked very openly about my burnout and the shift that happened there. I was the person who came in in the morning with a huge smile. I still am today. But in that time of my burnout, in the morning, because I was so upset about life in general and I was depressed, I became cynical. I became also resentful because I put all the pressure on the fact that I didn't have help at my job, but I also took on a lot myself. So I kind of put myself in that situation. I took on too much. I said yes too much. I didn't have boundaries and I overworked myself and then I was resentful about it. So I became very negative. I didn't, I wasn't very happy and smiley anymore and I was in a bad mood. And that leads to number 10, difficulty maintaining relationships or being present with people at work, but also with loved ones, with your family, with your friends. I remember the strangest feeling of just feeling numb and almost like I was out of body experience. I'd be out with my friends, not even at work, right? So you would think, okay, at work, it's normal if she's in a bad mood, like she's not going to get along with her coworkers, which is horrible, by the way, because I love my coworkers and everyone was great. And so the fact that I wasn't getting along with them was all on me because I was just in a bad space and a bad mood. They were all great. It was me. And I do take responsibility for that. But I remember being in social settings with very good friends who I've known for a long time, who I'm very comfortable with, but I remember feeling an out-of-body experience, completely numb, not even able to react, not able to respond and laugh. Uh, I consider myself someone who has a good sense of humor, but at that time I was boring, I was dry, I was not a person you'd want to be around, which thinking back is completely different than my actual personality. So that was a huge sign that something needed to change, that something was very wrong because I was not myself. And I think that's the point that I want to make here When you've reached burnout, there's something that changes inside of you physically, emotionally, mentally, and you do not have the ability to be yourself. You are so overcome with stress, with everything else that you've put on your plate that's happened to you, that you haven't been able to deal with, that you just become a different version of yourself and someone who you're not necessarily super proud of. I wasn't proud of the person I was. She wasn't fun. She wasn't Sab, who we all know today. She was very boring. She was very cynical. She wasn't a fun person to hang out with. And that's not the type of person that I wanted to be in life. I wasn't that person. So for me, that was a huge sign that I needed to change and fast. On that note, we're almost 20 minutes in and I'm only halfway through what I wanted to talk about. I knew this was going to be a long charged episode. So how about this? How about we make this a two-parter? So this first part, it will actually give you a chance to digest the information that I've given you. Start to be curious So my invitation to you this week is to just 
be aware of these symptoms, the physical and psychological ones I spoke about. If you think that you are experiencing burnout or maybe have in the past or are about to, take the week to just observe. Get curious about yourself, your surroundings, your work reality, your situation, and just see if there is an opportunity for you to change. That's all I will ask of you. And then meet me back here next week where I will dive a little deeper into the causes of burnout. There are, in fact, different ways that you can lead to burnout. It's not always feeling overworked or overexhausted. There are different nuances that can still contribute to the overall feeling of a burnout. And of course, I want to still give you tips and five ways to help yourself get out of burnout or in fact prevent burnout from happening again or happening at all in the long run. So this week, start to put into practice uh, the observing of the signs And when we see each other next week, I'll be able to give you some more information. And of course, I must say, disclaimer again, if you feel right now that you are experiencing severe burnout or any kind of level of burnout and you need immediate help, please do seek out a health professional. They are there for you. They are equipped to deal with burnout in all forms. And I encourage you to reach out and get that help that you need. I hope that you enjoyed part one of this two-part series. It's now just become a two-part series on burnout, the facts, and what we can do to help ourselves. I hope that you received everything that you needed from today's episode, that you are inspired to start creating change in even just small forms this week. And I look forward to meeting you here again next week to continue the conversation and to continue our journey towards overall well-being so you can live your best, most authentic life.